Bible Interact is a group of Bible scholars and biblical archaeologists who promote the Hebraic nature of Scripture and view the two Testaments as one unified message. They explain how they use a first-century approach to searching the Scriptures, and they share their methods and discoveries for discussion and dialogue. They invite your comments and participation on BibleInteract.tv, where you can also find more teachings, self-study quizzes, webinars, and interviews. Shalom. I am Dr. Ann Davis with Bible Interact, and today I would like to show you that we are supposed to be performing miracles every day. We have the power to perform miracles every day, and all we need is to believe that we can perform miracles every day. And I'm going to do this with five verses in Galatians. So, if you have your Bible, you can turn to Galatians chapter 5. We're going to be in the first five verses. If you're driving in your car, oh no, it's cha chapter 3, Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. If you're driving in your car, don't worry, I'll read the verses. Um, and, uh, and you can always listen to this program again, um, because we are going to be doing um, a chiastic structure. There's a chiastic structure in here, and it's, it's sometimes much easier to be able to see it. And especially if you have a piece of paper and a pencil, and you can write it down and see it. If not, don't worry about it. I'll explain it to you, and at a later time, if you want, you can go back and do it for yourself. Okay, let me start by reading this passage. Paul says, You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. This is the only thing I want to find out from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law, or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Does he then who provides you with the Spirit and works miracles among you do it by the works of the law, or by hearing with faith? Okay, we're going to have to stop here, and I, I want to just kind of review with you the situation, what was going on in, in Galatia. Paul had traveled through Turkey and into Greece, bringing the gospel of Christ to those people. Galatia is in what is today Turkey. Paul had visited there, had spoken the gospel, had spent some time with the Galatians, and, and he left. After he left, he kept in, in touch with them by uh, a written correspondence. But think, something was going on in Galatia that was disturbing Paul, and he wrote this letter that we have in the, our book of Galatians. He wrote this letter saying, you, you turkeys, <laughs> they're in Turkey, I didn't mean it to be a pun, but oh well, let it be a pun. You turkeys, you, you dummies, what are you doing? You know, you, you've been given so much and you're not using it and you're going off, you know, in the wrong direction. What are you doing? <laughs> well, what was happening is that the Christian community was made up of both Jews and Gentiles. The Jews were believers in Christ. We can see that in Galatians because Paul says in 2.15, he says, we are Jews by nature, you know, not sinners from among the Gentiles. And then he goes on, even we have believed in Christ Jesus. So these Jews were believers in Christ. They were Christians. They were Christian believers. But they were not properly operating the power of the Holy Spirit. They were telling the, the Gentile believers, those who are not Jews, the Gentile believers, that they had to be circumcised 
because that was the sign of the covenant. And if they were not fleshly circumcised, then they didn't belong to God. That's what they were telling them. And they were also saying, you've got to study the law. If you, if you don't study the law, you're not going to know how to walk in righteousness with God. You're not going to know how. How do you know if you don't know the law? This is what they were saying. Now, Paul is going to talk about something very different. He, he's, he's disputing this. And what he's saying is, essentially, that um, through their faith in Christ... Now, these Jews already belong to God. God says, I'm your father, you're my firstborn son. They already belong to God. But by their faith in Christ, they had received the gift of the Holy Spirit and they were not operating it. Because, Paul tells us, that the Holy Spirit has written the law on our hearts. And all we need to do is we need to to walk in our faith and love of Christ and it activates the law on our hearts and we walk by the law through the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's what he's saying. Now, what I want to do now is um, I want to point out to you that these Gentile believers who had not been circumcised, they did not know the law, were walking around doing miracles. Now, this is important for you to see, and we can see it in Galatians chapter 3, verse 5. Does he then who provides you with the Spirit... Well, that is God, the Father, through our faith in Christ. That's how we get the Spirit. Does he then, who provides you with the Spirit and works miracles among you? So these Gentiles were walking in miracles. They were doing miracles. They hadn't been circumcised. They didn't know the law. And they were walking around performing miracles. What is going on? Well, Paul is saying They've got the gift of the Holy Spirit in them, and that's how they're doing the miracles. They're doing the miracles because they are just so believing in this Yeshua, this Messiah, and their love, they're pouring out their love for him, and they're walking in miracles. Now, <clears throat> this is why I think we should be performing miracles. We should be. And when we perform miracles, we are witnessing the glory of God. We are witnessing the gift of the Holy Spirit that has been given to us through our faith in Christ. That's the way we witness. We witness by our walk. You know, we yes, you speak words, but if it's not accompanied by actions, then it's the words are hollow. We and, and by the way, you don't want to just be walking in miracles. You also want to be speaking about what is happening. How is it that I'm performing these miracles? I I I have my I put my faith in the Son of God, and it, and and this is allowing me to perform these miracles. So that's what's happening in in Galatia. Now, what I want to do now is I want to show you this chiastic structure. Chiasm is an ancient literary device that we find not just in scripture, but we find it in Greek literature as well. So it was common throughout the ancient world and quite prevalent in the Hebrew scriptures, both the Old Testament and the New Testament. In our modern world, our modern culture, the climax comes at the end of a story. So we, we tell the story and it builds up and up and up and up until finally at the very end we come to the climax. There may be a tiny little anticlimax, but it's, it's essentially the climax comes at the end. In the ancient world, the climax came in the middle. 
the very heart of the message is going to be in the middle, not at the end, if it's a chiastic structure. Chiasm is formed by parallel lines on either side of the chiastic center. I get a picture of a pyramid. So you have at the bottom of the pyramid, on the left side, you have a line A. The bottom of the pyramid on the, pyramid on the right side, you have a line A. So you have two parallel lines A, one on either side of the, of the point at the top. Now you come up the sides of the pyramid, and you may have a letter B, and on the other side of the chiastic center, you have a parallel B. And then maybe you come up, and you have C and C, and maybe the, the chiastic center is a D. That would be an A, B, C, D, C, B, A construction. The most simple chiastic structure construction is an ABA. So you have one set of parallel lines in a chiastic center, ABA. Then you get a little more complex and you go ABCBA. Then you can get even more, ABCDCBA, and you can keep going. I mean, you can see chiastic structures that are really quite complex in scripture. But we're going to be dealing with uh, an ABCBA. That's what we're dealing with here in our Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Now, I'm going to, you hear the chiasm by repetition because the parallel lines are formed by, it, it, it's not always repetition, but there's some kind of a relationship between the lines. The most common relationship is repetition, but it doesn't always have to be repetition. It can be contrast, it can be expansion, it, it's just some kind of relationship, but the most common relationship is repetition. And we hear that. Now let me read you the five verses, and I want you to listen for the repetition. I'm going to start in verse 2. This is the only thing I want to find out from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish, having begun by the Spirit? Are you now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Does he then who provides you with the Spirit and works miracles among you do it by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? Now the repetition was, did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? That's in verse 2. In verse 5, Okay, does he then who provides you with the Spirit and works miracles among you do it by, by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? So the repetition is by works of the law or by hearing with faith. That's the repetition. And the ear, ancient ear would have heard that. And it would kicked off, kick off the possibility of that chiastic structure. Now they heard, they, they internally at least scripture by memorization, we have to read it. So we hear the repetition and we go back and we read it again and ask ourselves, is this a chiastic structure? So we have two lines that are in parallel. We have uh, do it by works of the law or hearing by faith. Did you receive spirit by works of the law or hearing with faith? So that's our repetition and those are going to be the A lines. And I have written down on my piece of paper the top A line did you receive spirit by works of the law or hearing with faith? It's a rhetorical question. Rhetorical means we know the answer. So Paul didn't say, you jerks, you received the spirit by works of the law, not by works of the law, but by hearing with faith. So he didn't do it as a statement. He did it as a rhetorical question for emphasis. So let me read the rhetorical question again. 
Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? They don't know the law yet. So what's the answer? They got it by hearing with faith because they don't know the law. Now, the, the, the parallel A line I've written, do it by works of the law or hearing by faith. That's what I've written here on my little, my little cheat sheet. So do what? Uh, he who provides you with the Spirit and works miracles. So did you do those miracles? Did you do miracles? Maybe that's what it should be. Do miracles by works of the law or hearing by faith. We have two parallel lines. The first one, did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or hearing with faith? The second one, did you do miracles by works of the law or hearing by faith? So in the first one we have receive, the second one we have what happens after you receive it, you do miracles. All right, if those are parallels, we ask ourselves, whoa, is this chiastic? In which case there has to be something coming in the middle, like a sandwich in the middle. Well, I've written here, begun by spirit, perfected by flesh. And the parallel, he, he who provides you with spirit and works miracles among you. All right, let's look at the relationship between those. Perfecting by flesh is fleshly circumcision. In other words, you began by the spirit, and now you think you have to be circumcised. But you don't. You don't have to be circumcised because you've already got the spirit. So the first beeline, begun by spirit, perfected by flesh. The parallel, he who provides you with spirit works miracles among you. Now, if you look at the parallel, you've got begun by spirit, he who provides you with spirit. So that's parallel. Now we've got perfected by flesh, working miracles. So in other words, the, the Jews are telling you, you you have to be fleshly circumcised. Paul is saying, you've got the Spirit, you can work miracles. You can work miracles because of the Spirit. So there's an exquisite relationship between those two lines. I'm going to do it one more time because you've got two relationships here. B1, first B line, begun by the Spirit. B2, he who provides you with the Spirit. So those, that's a repetition. You've begun by the Spirit. He provides you with the Spirit. It's a repetition. But the second half of the beeline is the exquisite relationship. Perfected by the flesh, that's fleshly circumcision, or working miracles. The relationship is that you're trying to work the Spirit by fleshly circumcision. But all you have to do is to, to walk by the Spirit and, and you're going to perform miracles. Now we come to the chiastic center. And, and uh, I love Paul. You know, he makes you cry and at the same time he makes you laugh. The chiastic center is, did you suffer so many things in vain? That's the chiastic center. What he's saying is, you jerks, you dummies. You started with the Spirit. You're walking around doing miracles. Why do you have to be circumcised and, and memorize the law? Why? That's what he's saying. That's what this, this construction is saying. Now, what it's talking about is not being saved. What it's talking about is your daily walk with God. That's what Paul's really interested in. He's, 
in, in Galatians, he's, he's interested in... in he, the, the Galatians have already believed in Christ. When he was there, he spoke the gospel. They already believed in Christ. Now he's writing back to say, now that you've got, the, you know, this, you, you've been brought into God's family with the gift of the Holy Spirit, now you've got to learn how to walk in it. That's what this is all about. Now, let's, I want to do a little bit about walking by the Spirit. And Paul talks about it. He talks about it in Galatians. So I, now what I want to do is I want to go over to Galatians chapter 5. And I'm going to be, I'm going to start in verse 16. I'm going to be in Galatians 5 verse 16. And I'm going to go all the way down through verse 25. Now, what I'm going to do first is I'm going to show you that there are three beautiful little points of light in this passage. So how many verses have we got? We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We've got ten verses, but there are three little beautiful points of light. Verse 16, I say, but I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Next little pinpoint of light, look at, um, let's see, live by the Spirit. Oh, here it is. Um, Verse 18. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And now you drop down to verse 25. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Now there's a lot sandwiched in between those verses, but those are the highlights. So let me do them again. Verse 16. Walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Verse 18. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Verse 25. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. So this is clearly talking about the power of the Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit, and how the gift of the Holy Spirit is designed so you can walk by the Spirit. And and if you're and you walk by the Spirit, you live by the Spirit. That's that's the whole purpose of it. Now, Let's take a look at what's in between these points of light. All right, in verse 17, this is the contrast. He's just said, walk by the Spirit. And then in verse 17, for the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh, for these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. The flesh is a symbol for the ways of the world. It's a symbol for sin. That's what it is. The flesh is is symbolic of sin. And the world has a way of enticing us to sin. That's what it's talking about. And so there's a battle going on between the flesh and the spirit. There's a battle going on between the world that we now live in and this power of the Spirit that God has given to us. Now there's more to come before the battle is over. Right now we're in the midst of the battle and that's what it's telling us. Then we come to this verse 18, if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Okay, now what follows is a figure of speech called hyperbole. Hyperbole is extreme exaggeration for making a point. Paul could say, look, don't walk by the flesh, by the ways of the world, he could say that. Don't walk by the ways of the world. Walk by the Spirit. He could say that. But he's not going to say that. He's going to hit us between the eyeballs with hyperbole, which is extreme exaggeration. Listen. 
Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. All right? Things like these. And that's, it's Paul. He's saying all these things are the way of the flesh. And if you're involved in any of them, you've joined the side of the world in this battle. Paul wants you to be in the side of the Spirit. By the way, I'm drawn to things like um, strife, um, let's see, some of them, disputes, dissensions, which is going on a lot in among groups that are, are whose hearts want to study the Word of God, and they're just so focused on legalism that they're splitting into factions. And here it is. That's the way of the world. And that's not the way of the Spirit. It's the way of the world. And then Paul gives us a contrast. But, but is always going to give you the contrast. But, the fruit of the Spirit is... Now, this is not done in hyperbole, I don't think. Um... It, it's almost like it's it's wonderful, soft, warm drops of rain, and it's it's not hyperbole. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there's there's no law. You don't have to have the law if you're doing these things. And if you're walking by the Spirit, this is going to be your life. Your life is going to be filled with with love and peace and joy. It's going to be filled with all of these things. And and you get these things by, by walking by the Spirit because it ends here. Uh, now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Passions and desires is the world. It's it's walking in the world. Passions and desires, walking in the world. But we have crucified the flesh. We've nailed the sin in our lives to the cross. We've killed it so that we can be resurrected to the new creation. That's what it's talking about. And then it ends, if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. I started this by saying we should be performing miracles every day. And the Galatians were, in fact, doing miracles. Who provides you with the Spirit and works miracles among you? You're walking around doing miracles. You're not circumcised. You don't even know the law. But you are walking by the Spirit. You've received the Spirit. You have the power of the Holy Spirit in you. And now, you just by hearing with faith... You belong to God when you first believed. Now you need to walk in that same faith. Walk in it through your your faith in Yeshua, your love of him. Just walk in it and you will be walking by the Spirit and you will be doing miracles daily in your life. And how do you do that? Let's go back to those three points of light. Walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. Don't walk by the law. Walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. That's the purpose of the law, so you would walk in righteousness, and not walking in, in sinful ways. But just by knowing the law doesn't 
it, 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 you need the next step. If you have the next step of the gift of the Holy Spirit, then you're able to walk in the law, to walk by the law. But don't get stuck in the knowledge of the law. And then it says, if you are led by the Spirit, this is powerful, you are not under the law. The, whole, the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to guide us and bring us into the presence of God. That's what it is. And that's the, that's the role of Yeshua, and yet and it's the role of the of the Holy Spirit to lead us to the Father. That's that's what it is, to guide us in the ways of the law, to guide us in the ways of righteousness, so that we can come into the presence of God. And it ends: If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. And if you have a Spirit-filled life, you will be performing miracles, which is a witness of what we have now and what is to come and with that witness you are declaring the gospel of the Messiah belief in him. Shalom.